BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. We made it past Monday. Yes, we did. And even though yesterday was a very long day because of the way our weeks got started on the wrong foot, today feels a little Monday-y, dare I say, like waking up in my own bed and doing everything for the first time, making the coffee. But it's Tuesday, so I really feel like that was sort of a great hack to end the weekend on a Monday morning. You avoid Sunday scaries, first of all, because I had an amazing Sunday. And then you also make Monday a little less daunting. That's No, that is a fair point. There, There is a scent of Monday in the air on this particular Tuesday, except for the fact that I was forced to watch two hours of The Bachelor last night, so I know that it really is Tuesday. And of course, we are going to recap The Bachelor in our TV recap segment because I have many, many a thought. Many, many thoughts. Just one big minivan of a thought. One big Loserville Yes, circus. No, I didn't know they were filming in Loserville this no, season. No, me neither, because I thought Nima Colon was near P- in Pittsburgh. Farm- the masseuse said Farmington. Yeah, but I Farmingdale, think it, I think. No, she said Farmington. Okay. Farmingdale's in Long Island. Yeah, but I thought that Loserville was on the West Coast. No, I think there, it's like one of those cities where there's one on the West Coast and there's one on the right, East Coast right. to make room for all the losers. No, that's, I'm so glad that they have that. Yeah. Um, so we will get into that, but before, Jackie and I just have to deliver the past five because there's a decent amount. No, there's... It's pretty fucking random, but there are some stories where I'm, I chose them just to get your opinion on them. Oh, wow. I'm flattered. Yeah. I just want to know what you think about certain things. But other than that, we've got do-do-do here today, so you know it's going to be a delicious and nutritious Hi. show. Hi, Hi crunchy angel Hi, Dora. Beautiful, precious Dora. One and only Dora. Soft skin Dora. Love of my life, Dora. Cutest cheeks, Dora. Sexy body, Dora. Flappy ears, Dora. Oh, so floppy, Dora. Flip fresh blow dry, Dora. Dirty feet, Dora. Cutest paws, Dora. Love of my life, love of my life, love of my life, Dora. Dora. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad we got that out of our system. It's been a while. Um, I want. By the way, can we? What's going on with his ears? Did he um get? He's, is he using the Dyson Airwrap? They look well, extremely. He, you, the, oh, turn to the side. You know, they don't look, hurt. Him. No, I, I literally was a light tap. Yeah, you know, Allie, who's our groomer, uses a Dyson blow dryer, but she hasn't been here in a few, in like a few weeks. No, uh, we're on this hair growing journey, much like you. Theo is growing out his ears. He is, because I see some Cavaliers on Instagram that have super floppy ears. And it's so cute. And it's really a cute look for them. So honestly, I've noticed a difference in this ear. They're heavy. Is unlike any ear we've seen before. Yeah, thank you for noticing, because, you know, Theo's been working really hard on, you know, taking his supplements, making his hair grow. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I heard he's been using Manscaped also. Yes, and Hum Nutrition. He just loves all the sponsors here at the Morning Toast. He does. He wakes up every morning, he uses his brush. Yes, and he today he's using his snow teeth whitening. He's just like such a supporter of us and that's just such a beautiful thing. That's such a beautiful thing. Well, we're glad he's here today. Like definitely he matches my outfit, which is like kind of a crazy outfit, don't you think? For it's you, just, yeah. But like, it's like I, muted. And also it's like totally baggy sweats. But you know I'm what? just like, like feeling it. We could switch outfits today. Like this is just not really a me outfit. It's like so much color and it's like a little crop sweater and like earrings where I feel like I could wear that because it's like baggy and Yeah, I've just been nude. like feeling wearing sweats on the show. Like it's such a bleak time of year right now. Yes. And I feel like we're just doing everything in our power to stay above that line. But it it's, is... I'm, <laughs> I'm it really is struggling. Hard. It it's is hard. It's so hard. It is yeah. so cold. It gets dark so early. There's very, you know, we still don't have indoor dining. Like, there's just such so little joy right now. I know indoor dining does come back on Sunday, which is also Valentine's Day. So COVID is so romantic. So thank you, Cuomo. So romantic. <laughs> um, but I had two things to say. One, did you make it a story about David Dobrik? No. What's he up to? Okay, so you know. 
I became obsessed with David Dobrik in quarantine, like right when he stopped vlogging because his vlogs are like him and his friends partying and he hasn't vlogged literally. He vlogged once during the pandemic when he partnered with like a GameStop type company to give out toys to kids who were like suffering, which was so nice. But other than that, he used to do like multiple vlogs a week. No vlogs. Okay. We haven't heard from him. He's still doing his podcast. Nothing. And he's always on TikTok. Yeah, but that's not what people like live for. They live for the vlogs. Four okay. minute and 20 second vlogs multiple times a week. And yesterday he vlogged. And it was kind of different because his vlogs are always four minutes and 20 seconds. And this one was like six minutes. But it was showing off his new house, which, oh my God, like what did we do wrong in life? Like it is the sickest house ever. It's so nice. And he like surprised all his friends and he made his own podcast studio he has a very popular podcast called views he made his own podcast studio in his house and it literally looks like a tv set it's just like it's so branded it's so cute it's like goals extreme like we having like a toast yes it's so cool and then he kind of said like he wants to get back on youtube so he's going to start uploading his podcast to youtube now that they have this studio so it kind of made it seem like did you get the vibe that he like wasn't going to do vlogs anymore Oh, Jillian's gonna watch. Okay, never mind. I thought like you were a bigger fan than me, but I guess I guess I'm like the biggest fan ever. Um, I just wanted to know like what everyone thought. Like, was he like resigning from the vlogdom? It sounds like this is just a way to tide people over until he can do his vlogs again, and then probably if people like the YouTube podcast, he'll probably do both. I don't think that he would stop. I don't know him, and I didn't watch this video, but I feel like vlogs. He must love doing the vlogs as much as you love watching them. But he can't be vlogging right now, so here's something. It's also he doesn't monetize his vlogs at all. He uses like a bunch of songs, and he talks about like drinking and I think sometimes drugs. Like so, he's not you know content. You know the ad council would be up in arms, but. Um, so I don't think he ever really made money from the vlogs. It was like the vlogs fueled all these other things for him. So maybe he's just like overworking on a project that like doesn't give you any money. I don't know. It sounds like he's found a fix like that. I think the vlogs will come back. Don't worry. I'm just curious if anyone else thought that he was like done with that. Like he said at the end, he's like, I'm going to be back, you know, with my podcast on YouTube. I got the vibe that he was like done vlogging. But someone let me know if maybe I just misinterpreted it. Okay. Well, we love a podcast on YouTube, don't we? Yeah. Such an original idea. So special. And the other thing I wanted to tell you about was I've been on this journey for the last like day, um, renewing and rejuvenating my bed. And I always say I'm going to do it and I never do. And what I end up doing is buying the same sheets just like in a new color. And it's like, no, I needed a whole new journey. So I got brand new pillows, a brand new um, down comforter, and I got a brand new sheet set duvet cover and it's life-changing. I also finally bought a Barefoot Dreams blanket, even though they're just like so expensive. It's like so stupid, but still, I just did it. I need a blanket like that. I have one coming to me, um, and I'm really excited. It's Barefoot Dreams? No, uh, uh, but it looks similar. Okay, well. Barefoot Dreams. <laughs> barefoot Dreams. <laughs> um, I, I always go on the website, and I almost get it, but it's just like $150 for a blanket when like they sell amazing ones at Target. Like, it's just so stupid. And it's like, can you put it in the washing machine? Otherwise, Unclear. it's going to smell in a few weeks. That's so true. You know, blankets get really smelly. But Lauren Elizabeth convinced me. She's like, yeah, I have like four. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even have one. So I got one and I'm really excited about it. But I slept last night the best I've slept. And if I didn't have to wake up to an alarm, like it was the deepest sleep ever. And I don't know if maybe I was just like really tired, but I have a feeling it had something to do with the sheets because I also took a nap at five o'clock. I couldn't keep my eyes open. So not only has this bed given me a nap, which I'm so appreciative of. It also gave me an amazing sleep. And I'm just not sure, like, who to thank. Well, I think I need to thank Allied Home and Bedding. Fabulous duvet cover. I think you also need to thank just the way our day went yesterday because I woke up so early to get back in time. Yeah. And I was struggling to keep my eyes open during The Bachelor. After The Bachelor, I read a little, and then I went to sleep about, like, 1045. I slept incredibly. All week last week, I was going to bed at midnight. It was taking me over an hour to fall asleep. Yeah. And I was waking up, like, dead same Truly. no same last night I slept so amazingly because I like reset my sleep schedule and I set my alarm for 8 45 but I was like a little up before it Zach's wow. alarm was going off at 7 30 so like I didn't struggle to wake up and I think I'm sure your new bedding was wonderful but also because we woke up so early yesterday we were just primed for a great night's sleep those nights where you just like cannot fall asleep like seriously someone just shoot me like it's so unenjoyable I would literally rather be dead yeah, it's pretty Not annoying. to be dramatic. Right? <laughs> it's pretty annoying. But I'm trying now to, well, first of all, I set up on my phone, like in my alarms, I set up 
daily alarm to be, wake up the same time every day. I always turn on a new alarm every single day. Oh no, you have to go to the health, the health app. Yes, and now I just synced it with my health app where I told them like how many hours of sleep I want to get a night, when you should wind down my phone. And when you should put on Do Not Disturb. My phone at 11.25 goes on Do Not Disturb. Yes. And then the alarm... I, people, Ben taught me this, Ben, people don't know it. Don't use the alarm feature. Use the sleep feature in the health app. The chimes that they wake you up with are so much more civilized than the... It's so, it's like... It's so peaceful and beautiful. Yeah, that's what I finally set up last night. And so I feel like I'm on a new sleep journey. Day one was a success. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think... I think without further ado, considering we're so rested and feeling fabulous. No, but I, I really am. No, like I, I have, I feel pretty good. No, but as like, far as mornings yeah, go. No, as, as good as it's going to get. <laughs> like, let's be real. Without further ado, though, it is time for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And before we start, I actually have a, a quick message from Theo because he said he would be remiss. No. He would be devastated. <gasps> he said, Mom, I would even be heartbroken. No. If you didn't tell all the folks over at the Morning Toast about snow, because I told you Theo's been obsessed with whitening his teeth. Oh my God. No, I'm kidding. This is for humans, you guys, and it is for humans with sensitive teeth. So actually, Jackie and I both struggle from sensitive teeth. Jackie so much so she has like a special toothpaste. Um, and you know if you have sensitive teeth, like teeth whitening is not really an, an, a great they option. They don't always go hand in hand. Oh my God. And until you, snow. And you know when you like get that sensitive and you like feel that little shock go for, like from your gums to your brain, it's the worst. So snow is the first um, teeth whitening kit that is directly for people with sensitive teeth. Um, you can see initial results just after three days, and it's designed to be pain-free for people with sensitive teeth. Over a million dollars in research and development has been used to create the strongest teeth whitening kit possible. The kit comes with a six-month supply of whitening serum, so anytime your smile needs a touch-up, you're good to go. And there's so many great things about having a white smile. It gives you more confidence. You're walking into a job interview. It's just something that makes you feel good about yourself, so why not try? And if you've not been doing it because of sensitive teeth, snow is here for you now. So if you're the type of person who like cringes when you see someone bite into a popsicle, which is like a sociopathic thing to, to do, um, then you might have sensitive teeth. So if you want to try snow, try trysnow.com is the website and you can use the code toast for 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-S-N-O-W.com. Toast is the code for 15% off your first order. If you have sensitive teeth like us, you need to try trysnow.com right now and use our code toast for 15% off. It's pretty much everything of the sort and that's all you need to know. And that's that on that. Okay, first story, everyone dismantle your ships. Ashley Benson and GEZ have broken up oh. after nearly one year together. My ship, like, was never intact. I did not even lift a finger for the ship. Love and respect to Ashley Benson. G-Eazy, from what I've heard about him, is a piece of shit. Like, monster, don't, don't fuck with him at all. You've heard, that's, that's what you've heard? Well, I listened to Halsey's song. Oh, that's true. And You're not so half the man you think that you are. That one. Yeah. You can't feel the hole inside of you with money, drugs, and cars. I'm so glad I never, ever had a baby with See? you. And now she's having a baby. You can't love us unless there's something in it for you. Oh, I feel so sad. I feel so sad. I tried to help you. Just made you mad. Yeah. So and yeah, I had so yeah. no warning. She had no warning about, about who you are. Like that's all I need to know about Jeezy. I know that's he's toxic. So true. It's like I listen to that song all the time, especially when I work out. Like it's such a great it's workout. Powerful. Song. And I had no idea that I was the man that like. No, that's I was how people. About she really exposed him, like as like the piece of shit that he. Um, was in that song and also in her SNL performance and then she found out he cheated on him. It's a really, that was a really dark relationship and then, do you remember the night that uh, Demi Lovato relapsed and there were those paparazzi pictures of her in G-Eazy? Like, mm -hmm. he just gives me such a bad vibe. Like, he's not, you know, looking out for his girlfriend's best interests ever. So, I think Ashley Benson's a queen. I still am hoping her and Cara Delevingne are going to get back together. G-Eazy was not it for, for me, for her. Great. Okay, well... I feel good about this news then. And also it must be kind of a weird feeling, but also kind of nice for Ashley Benson. Like now she has all of these breakup songs she can listen to that are literally about the man that she's broken up from. Like yeah. I would go, be, like most people listen to You Should Be Sad and they like envision their ex, but it's like, no, this was written for, for this man. And someone else put all the words to a song and I can just sing along to it. I hope that Halsey and Ashley Benson find their way to each other mm. and can, 
you know, heal together. That's what I'm hoping. Mm, yeah. But Halsey's now, and also weirdly in David Dobrik's blog, Halsey was at the very end of it because I guess she's the next guest on the podcast. Um, she was like sitting in his studio with her pregnant belly and she actually looked really, really cute. Um, I forget how, where my thought was going, but all I was going to say was that I like Halsey. Nice. Well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I mean. What's that yeah. like? Yeah. No, I didn't have like opinions on this story really before. Uh, oh yeah, no, I love Halsey, but I'm just talking about Ashley and Jeezy while I wrap it up because we have some happy couple news. Then they're so happy. These some couples, HCN, some HCN. These couples are so happy. These couples, these couples are so happy. <laughs> happy couples. couples. <laughs> these couples are so happy that mm-hmm. they're getting tattoos for one another. Oh, the Musas, the Musas, the El Musas. I saw this and I have many thoughts. Okay, there's two couples who are getting tattoos, oh. but we'll start with Heather Ray Young and Tarek El Musa. She got a tattoo on her butt cheek that says, quote, yes, sir, Mr. El Musa. She, and she posted it on Instagram saying, happy Valentine's Day, Mr. El Musa. I love you, handsome, best friends forever. I think we should unpack this. Okay. Let's start at the top, you know, just for the first layer. Like, the thought, what are your thoughts on couples who get, you know, tattoos of one another? I mean... I'm not crazy about it. I think that when you're together for a long enough time, I think it's a really sweet thing to do. But in general, I just always, we're always reading about couple removes tattoo after they've broken up. So I think it's, you know, it's a gamble. Yeah. But so is love, you know? No, I know. But like in the beginning, I just feel like it really doesn't bode well. Like remember when Ariana got a tattoo of Pete on her foot or something? Yeah. And he got one, he got her ear, bunny ears Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just feel like it, it... I agree. At some point in a relationship, like, you've been together for so long, like, this is real. Okay, get a tattoo. But, like, they're not married yet. They've really only been together for, like, two years. It's a celebrity relationship. Like, it just... At this stage, I think getting a tattoo is, like, a a weird thing to do. Yeah. But I also think that, like, there have never been two people better suited for each other... I couldn't agree more. ...than Heather Ray Young and Tarek El Musa. I could not agree more. Except... Even though Heather's not my favorite on the show, I do worry because there was like that whole scandal with Tarek like taking the guns from the house and like running into the mountains and there was like a helicopter chasing him. Like it was crazy. And that's when him and Christina got divorced. Yeah. So I don't know um, where that version of Tarek exists, but I'm I'm hoping we don't see him again for Heather's sake. Yeah. But now the second layer I want to unpack is like the tattoo itself. It's yes. like this subservient, like, kind of Fifty Shades, like, read For it sure. It says, yes, sir, comma, you love a comma. If you got a tattoo. I do love, I would be, my, my tattoo would just be a comma. <laughs> and that's, like, symbolic how I never have enough to say, you know? I just yeah, have, there's no, always like, more. There's always more to the story. Yes. Honestly, that's, I mean, that's kind of sickening. Stunning. <laughs> Where should I get it? Like, above my belly button? Um, well, yeah. Or, like, between my titties. Like, one big-ass comma. <laughs> titty, it's like, titty, comma, titty. <laughs> I like that. Yes. If anybody's looking for ta- new tattoo ideas, might we suggest a comma? Yeah, no, it's like beautiful. It is beautiful. And Heather thinks so too. Oh, right. So, so let's talk says, about the contents. Yes, sir, comma, Mr. El Musa. So to me, like this just adds another level of like loseriness and things I would never do because that just is like a really weird, and I'm sure maybe it's an inside joke, but to us, it's like you're subservient to Tarek. Yeah, I keep, I'm reading it in a weird way, but it's like, yes, sir, Mr. Amlusa. You yeah, know? but now you sound like a butler. <laughs> like, <laughs> will there be anything else, Mr. Amlusa? <laughs> Should I get that on the other cheek? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, my God, that's so funny. No, but it also is like a weird phrase. Yes, sir, Mr. Amlusa, is that it? Yeah. And maybe it's an inside joke between the two of them, in which case maybe explain it when you post it on Instagram to like your millions of followers. Yeah, because now we're just thinking you're the, like the hired help. <laughs> And you're taking your job, like, really seriously. Every time he asks for something, she <laughs> Yes, turns. sir, Mr. Amusa. Um, they're just, like, such a thirsty couple. And this is just, like, something I didn't see coming from them. But, like, I'm not in the least surprised. Not like, in the least. Christine really said it best when she was, like, they call the paparazzi on themselves. And she's right. Like, they are the thirstiest. And you know what? If you marry someone who has the same level of thirst as you, I think that actually makes her an extremely healthy relationship. That's what I'm saying, like, about the two of them. Like, obviously, most people, like, this is not for most people, all, any of it. But it's for both of them. And I think that makes them a good match. Yeah. And, you know, like, whenever I think of Tarek, I th- always think of Christine, obviously, his ex-wife, who, like, got married, like, a second after they got divorced, and then, like, a second later got divorced again from this yeah. guy, Aunt Anstead. And I just, like, wonder... It's um aunt. 
Is it? It's Aunt Anstead. Is it Auntie Sneeches Anstead? Yes, it's Auntie Anstead. They're just like the weirdest family. Like, they're just messy as hell. Yeah. But I do think like him and, and Heather have like a little bit of a sense of stability, which is good. Yeah, which is good. And I hope that Selling Sunset comes back soon and that I yes. think he was like maybe going to film a little bit. Oh, I also saw a tweet. I know a lot of people were wondering. Davina's $75 million listing is still for sale. So it has not sold. Still for sale. Wait, wow. was it $100 million? No, I think it was below 100. Because it's I think 75 it was like now. 80 and, and they wanted to put it up for like right. way less. It's 75 now. Okay. You would think it would sell because, you know, it's the a press buy- from the show. It's and a it was buyer's beautiful. market right now. Right, right. I wish I had a home to sell. Like, yeah. Okay. Our other couple, happy couple news that's getting tattoos. I don't even know if you knew these two were dating. Madsen, who you know, because. Of course, is dating Avril Lavigne. He's, yes, he's dating Avril Lavigne. I only Levine. know who Madsen is because I follow Tana Mojo. Yes, and Madsen, Tana Mojo, Bella and Bella Thorne. Thorne. Were they? It was like Bella dated Madsen and Tana did, and, and I don't and know. And Tana they, dated Bella and then Tana dated Madsen. And if you ever watched House of DVF, Madsen also dated Barbie Beth. First. Oh, someone from House of DVF? Yes, yeah, she won. That's weird. No, no, no. She's like everything of the sort. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he and rumored girlfriend Avril Lavigne, um, he got his name, her name tattooed on his neck. People just need to stop doing this. Like, you know, what's the definition of insanity when you do the same thing over and over? It's like you see all these people, all these celebrities. On my TikTok for you page, literally, I somehow ended up on like tattoo removal TikTok where they show time-lapse videos of people get it. And it's so painful. Yeah. Victoria Fuller just went on I Instagram. I know, I was watching hers. And I'm like curious what the story is behind that tattoo. But it's like, when will we learn? I know. And of course, I would say one in probably 10 people who get tattoos of their boyfriends or girlfriends end up forever with the person. That's- I would say probably the odds are more than that. We're just always talking about celebrities and these Celebrity yeah. relationships are fickle and fleeting. Yeah, Jax, remember when he got Stassi's signature? Like, yes. There's so many examples. We need to learn from those who came before us. We do. But um, TMZ caught uh, Avril Lavigne in West Hollywood on Thursday, and Madsen was sporting a new Avril tattoo on the back of his neck where the A in Avril is the anarchist symbol. The pair have been working together in the studio, recently releasing Flames, a song a song that I listened to. My paragraphs got mixed. I thought it said a song about the back of his neck. <laughs> I listened to that song, Flames, because, you know, Ben, like, loves Avril Lavigne. Yeah. And it was, like, really not good. And oh, I expected more from, like, this punk duo. Yeah, I feel like it would be good. And I feel like they actually would make, like, a, a, like an interesting couple based on their punk roots. But the song was just not it. Damn. Well, also, just a reminder, Avril Lavigne was married to some 41 singer Derek Wibley in 2006. She dated Brodie Jenner from 2012 yes. to 2000, from 2010 to 2012. And then she married Nickel, Nickelback single, singer. Yes. Chad, why can't I read today? I don't know. Chad, Chad Kroger in 2013, which ended in divorce. And I just have to say, I think she has really great taste in men. Like, I love Nickelback, first I of all. I love Nickelback. Justice for Nickelback. Yeah. And you know what? I think that was a great marriage. Like, it had great potential. It was well, like a... clearly not, but... Well, whatever. Even in a, as a moment in time, it was this, like, punk rock royalty. Agreed. And I also really like Sum 41. And, of course, we love Birdie Jenner. So yeah. I just feel like she has good taste. And, and Monson is, like, the bachelor of... The punk rock world. No, and also of just L.A. Like, he's always really dating such eligible women. And yeah. I feel like he must, like, be, you know... Great in bed. Or, like, a good boyfriend. Like... Yeah. You know. Um, I just like had forgotten. And maybe if you hadn't reminded me, I never would have remembered that Avril Lavigne was married to the lead singer of Nickelback. And I just like, I wish we could go back to times like that. Like so simple, you know, where people who are meant to be together just were together. She also most recently dated billionaire Philip Sarafim for one year. What does he do? Just billionaire. Oh, jealous. I wish I could get that job. No, totally. So I think things are. She's doing just fine. She's fine. She actually seems fine. And I just had one more thing to say about the two of them, but I forget. Okay. Must well, have been important. It, maybe it was your RDH. You know, memory loss is a, a symptom. symptom. Yeah. So allow me. Maybe Please. this will make you feel better. Wingardium Leviosa. Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Let's face it, taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time. That's why we recommend mailing and shipping online at Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money because with Stamps.com, you get the service of the post office and UPS all in one place, plus big 
discounts on mailing and shipping rates. Stamps.com is a must-have for any person or business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending out thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. You use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. And once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. And with Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder nearly a million small businesses already use Stamps.com. Stop wasting time to the post, going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk, and with our promo code TOAST, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in TOAST. That's stamps.com, promo code TOAST. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Ugh. Please. to live by. <laughs> Okay, next up, a little ratings news. Okay. Super Bowl LV ratings are in, and they're a disappointment. <sighs> yep, Super Bowl ratings brought in average about 96.4 million viewers across TV and streaming, according to CBS. That number is down from last year's Super Bowl, which averaged roughly 102 million viewers. Oh, that is down. That is down, and you would think... I mean, it's it's weird. You would think they'd be up because everyone's home with nothing to do. Let's all watch the Super right. Bowl. There's no distractions. But on the other hand, it's just been like a weird year for football. And it kind of felt like a little bit like a fake Super Bowl. There was something like weird about it. Yeah. So and maybe it was the portrait mode. I don't know. That might have turned for off sure. some viewers. For but sure. I, just, I mean, it turned me off completely. <laughs> I think it's an interesting factoid. Yeah. No, I do find it shocking. Right. Like given the fact that we're in a pandemic, like there's literally nothing to do. It's not like people are so busy doing other things. Um, and I also feel like it was an interesting Super Bowl. Like, obviously, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. It was like a narrative there. Also, it was like the first time a team has played in their hometown during the Super Bowl. Like, it was an interesting premise. Above average, interesting premise for a Super Bowl. So I actually really do find this shocking. Yeah, but CNN Business also says it's not a total shock that the ratings declined from last year because the game was never really competitive. Like, are they saying that it wasn't? Oh, like it was a bad game. It, well, the, yeah, the game itself, but also we were like hyping it up like these two teams are so equal, but maybe like the Chiefs never stood a chance. But the Vegas odds had Chiefs winning. They did? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I know. I was really shocked when I opened my sportsbook app when I was being a degenerate gambler in Pennsylvania. Interesting. Yeah. They were well, plus three or something or minus three. I don't know. But I mean, but what's really crazy is like 96 million people. That's still so many people like the bachelors, like two million people. No, I know the bachelors like five million and the housewives are like two million. Yeah. No, I always find ratings so interesting. And I remember sitting here when we we once did. I, mean, I think maybe it was even last Super Bowl. We did um, like we were comparing ratings from other things and like the royal wedding of Kate and William was like the most watch ever and that was like two billion. No. Yeah, because it was shown everywhere. That's not crazy. just America or the UK. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's nice that people still like watch TV because like cable is a dying thing. So like a hundred million people, like that's a lot. Yeah. But I wonder how many people like watch the Grammys. I feel like maybe like eight million. Maybe. It's we'll so find tough. out soon. Are yeah. the Grammys happening? They pushed him back to March. Oh, okay. Cool. Or was that the Oscars? I think I it was know. the Grammys. I, I can't keep up with I, all these TV shows. I think it was the Grammys. Okay, next story. A little real estate exciting news. The Wait. A little reen? Reen. A little real estate exciting news. Reen? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm the so excited. $15 million Schitt's Creek mega mansion mm. is up for sale, and it is magnificent. You know, I saw this story, and I was confused, because in the pilot of Schitt's Creek, they show the house from the outside, and it's Lisa Vanderpump's house. Do you know that? Her, no. Her old house, like when she first got on Housewives. Oh my god, I love that house. But then the inside is obviously like a set, and this is the, the, the I mean, it's a, it's a different house, and this is the one for sale. Because when I saw it, I'm like, Lisa Vanderpump already sold her house. Got it. Well, it's known as the LaBelle Mansion. The, hold, the home holds 12 bedrooms and 16 bathrooms, spanning a massive 24,000 square feet. It hit the market on January 27th. The photos are sickening. And you how much? How much? 15 million. And it's in Toronto. It's in Toronto's upscale St. Andrews Winfield's neighborhood. Oh, got to get there. Um, I don't know why. I thought it would be more. Yeah. I mean, if the house was in LA, it would be like 30. It's also on 0.55 acre property. Less That's than an small. acre. That does seem small. 
Maybe the house, maybe that's why they no, didn't No, that use the, can't be right. That looks like it. The house is on an acre, for sure. That's beautiful. Stunning, sickening. God, but speaking of Toronto, I did a, like, a virtual book thing last night with the JCC Toronto. Mm. It's fabulous, fabulous. What happened? I just was talking, spilling tea, looking my hair. I'm like, I cannot get my hair under control, like, you know? Um, but it was fabulous, and I just want to say thanks to everyone who joined. That sounds so fun. Where was my invite? Um, or was, was it like, only, a, like an author thing? Only for no, I could be in the audience. Oh, would you have wanted to? I don't know. I could come see. Okay, I didn't want to bother it's you. It's been a while since we talked about the book, so I feel like I'm having like withdrawal. So frustrating having withdrawal. But um, I think you're right. I think we should talk about it. Let's talk about it. How are things going? Like it's been a few days since your New York Times bestseller. Yeah. How has your life changed? Um, it just, I have this like intellectual superiority over every person I come by, mm-hmm. which is nice because I've always felt dumber than other people. Um, so it's just been like good for my self-confidence, good for my Instagram bio. Your confidence was really suffering. Yeah, no, I've always kind of been like, like kind of introverted and shy. Yeah. And I feel like this was kind of the thing I needed <laughs> to get out of my shell. So it feels really good to just be outspoken and be proud of myself. And I don't know, people are just like still loving the book. Like I thought like by now, like everyone would be like burning them and they're done with them. <laughs> but uh, you can't burn the Bible, so. Oh, um, that's really awesome. Speaking of your book, we're actually recording a Patreon episode that's gonna drop yes. this week for Patreon. But it is all of questions from patrons and people who read the book about the book. We did, obviously, the Redheads Book Club episode where Claudia sat down and answered questions. But we still had so many more questions and also a lot of questions that were very either specific or detailed or like, is this, you said this happened, like, Mm -hmm. tell us more about that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into that with you. And I'm actually really excited to go back into the book world because the book was like such a big part of our last few months. And and now, where is she? Inside the author's studio. She's literally right here and she's available at girlwithnojob.com slash book thank you it's hard to remember but if you just remember like b and then oh okay and, and it helps if you say it phonetically book <laughs> it does help <laughs> okay our fifth and final story is one i wanted to get your opinion on as okay. well claire crawley dyes her hair pink after dale okay. moss split that you've said that crazy claire crawley dyes her <laughs> hair pink like that would have been major news. Stop, I didn't say that. You did. Okay, she dyed she her hair pink. She dyed her hair pink. Have you not seen this? No, I mean, like, could she be more cliche? Like, no. it's so, I, I stopped feeling bad for her. She said, I've been wanting to have some fun and temporarily, in parentheses, change up my hair for some time now with a fun color. So I did it. Rather uh, than reaching for permanent dye, she transformed her blonde locks using a uh, color that is um, temporary. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Um, she's, she's, I actually feel like what's the only thing worse than like, I mean, dyeing your hair pink can be really fun. I mean, to do it during a breakup, I, that is so cliche. And right. I feel like, I, I don't know if that's the answer, but then it's also temporary. So it's like, this is a news story for something that's going to be in for what, three days? Yeah, no, like it's I literally, feel like I've it's been a played. spray from Dwayne Reed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been played. No, you have been played. I didn't even see this, but just Claire, in my opinion, has been, Amongst, you know, other things, her chaotic energy. She's always just been like a cliche romantic. And this is really just, at least she's consistent. Like, I would expect nothing less from her than to like be crazy and dye her hair pink. Yeah, no, she definitely has like, is looking at like the breakup handbook and following each step. Yeah, like post an emotional quote, like dye your hair pink. Or not even dye your hair pink, like bring her out some change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was more general and she took it as like, I should dye my hair. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of Claire, we can get into our TV recap. Yes. Which is brought to you by Fashion Pass. Oh, which is Fashion Pass. Do you guys see the little hearts that they sent me yesterday? Yes, so cute. So cute. I have a whole display. I love Fashion Pass so much, and I'm so glad that um, you're about to tell everyone about it, because everyone needs to know about Fashion Pass. Yeah, can I do that? No, because I want to keep talking. Here, please. Oh, my gosh. Go for it. I love, okay. Also, it's very appropriate that the TV recap is brought to you by Fashion Pass, because like all the girls on The Bachelor like definitely use Fashion Pass. No, 100%. And I have this jacket from Fashion Pass that I saw Sarah wearing on her date, and she, got, she, definitely it, got, she it. got it from Fashion Pass. Fashion Pass is a clothing rental service that I actually heard about from my sisters. It's like rent the one way, rent the... Do you want me to do it? It's also easier to say than rent the runway. It's like rent the runway meets revolve. You can revolve the runway. They have great brands like For Love and Lemons, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo. I was wearing Show Me Your Moo Moo on the show yesterday. It's the revolve of rental services. I hate spending like $200 on a jacket or per a dress. Per item. It's so per stupid. Per item on a dress that I'll probably only wear once. You know, you take wear, a gram, repeat. With Fashion Pass, not only do you not have to take up the space in your closet for these items that you're probably wearing once, you can get them at a 
fraction of the price. The shipping is super fast and they take care of the dry cleaning and everything for you. So you literally just send it back in the pre-labeled bag they give you when you're done and then you get to choose new items. One of my favorite parts about it is that if you love something and you want to keep it, you get huge discounts anywhere between 30 and 60% off. Yeah, no, I'm so crazy. Like pretty much everything that I get, I want to keep. Yeah, of course. Um, so it's also just a great place to shop even after you return. 100%. This is way better option than shopping constantly and it's sustainable. We have an amazing discount code for you today. Listen up. This is the best deal that Fashion Pass has ever offered. If you go to the fashionpass.com and use code TOAST at checkout, you'll get $50 off your first month so you can try it for literally $29. That's fashion pa- the fashionpass.com. Use code TOAST. Get $50 off your first month. I absolutely love Fashion Pass. Claudia and I were just talking about how we want to like switch up our wardrobe, shop yes. a little, and Fashion Pass is the place to go to do that. Okay. That I do. The, you did great. Thanks. It's not as easy as I make it look. Would you agree? I would agree. And also, like, I don't know why I'm choosing to read more things on a day when I just You're can't having read. trouble. I'm having yeah. trouble. Um, okay, let's talk about The Bachelor. Last night's episode started with the two-on-one, and thankfully justice was served. I said to myself, and I think maybe I even said this last week, if Matt chooses MJ, like, I am done with this season. Because, like, even though it's, like, he's a nice guy and he's, like, sweet and boring, like, don't be a pushover. Like, don't be dumb. Yeah. And, he, and in the end, he did the right thing. I thought Jasenia handled herself with elegance and class up the ass. hundred percent. Then we get back to the house and... Well, there's no rose ceremony and right. everyone's like so bent out of shape. And what I don't understand is the girls who got roses, then the next day they're back at the house and like Serena C is so upset that they didn't have time at the cocktail party. But it's like, you got a rose. What's to be upset about? Maybe if you had had time with him, you wouldn't have gotten a rose. Yeah. And I think we should dedicate a lot of time to talking about Serena C because I dipped my toe in the Serena C pond last week. And I just want to say I was 100% right. Mm-hmm. Serena C should be thanking her lucky stars that she didn't get thrown into the MJ and Anne. Anna, what's her name? Anna. Anna. Anna mean girl. And saying Victoria. She, Victoria. She was one of, them, one of them. They were literally a foursome. And, and someone forgot to mention her to Matt. And she got so fucking lucky. And not only has she not changed her behavior, she's digging in. Her conversation with Katie was asinine. Like, asinine. She's so wrong. She's so mean. And even though I don't like love Katie and there's like this campaign to make her the next Bachelorette. She was 100% right in everything. No, last night was the most I've ever liked Katie. I've liked her throughout just like for clearly standing up for what's right and like really not taking shit from the other girls. But when Serena C like came at her with this nonsense, I really appreciated that she just put her in her place. And And not only that, when she went, when Serena went downstairs to like retell the girls what happened, Katie followed her down. She's like, well, what did you say? Well, I told them that you're like really not here for Matt and that like you said that you're here for the drama. And she's like, what are you talking about? Serena was being so losery last night. She was making me so mad, especially when like, girl, have some self-awareness. Like you should be so grateful that you didn't get sent home for being a bully and like that is your legacy like the other girls because it should have been you. I remember like thinking, I'm like, why is Serena C being such a bitch to everyone like when the bitchiness was happening? So she was one of them. She didn't get in trouble and not she didn't backtrack she dug in even more yeah not oh, the way she was to bothering go about me it. so much she was bothering me a lot i saw a funny tweet that was like Victor- now with mj gone victoria's spirit has entered a new host yes literally literally um so then the first one-on-one went to piper oh yeah that was such a fun date by the yeah. way like my dream like carnival no lines it looked so fun and I didn't realize until last week when he ran over to her um, and gave her kids, like, he's really into her. Yeah. So I do think she goes really far. She's really pretty. I really like her. That date and was so nice. she's really into him. There's been a lot of, like, rose ceremonies where she's, like, doing the narration of being so upset if she doesn't get a rose, like, constantly wanting more time. I think that they have um, a really good connection and they're just struggling to find time. So it was nice to see them get that last night. Agreed. And that date just looked, like, so much fun and, like, a perfect COVID date. And then comparing it to the other one-on-one that Katie got where, like, they were hanging out with Tyler C., which was obviously like funny but like not really fair like I would have liked much prefer much prefer to have gone to Piper's date yeah I also felt like even though it's not fair and not romantic it was actually really funny I was laughing really hard Thank you. and I think Katie was like the perfect person to do that with yeah um, but she was like friend zoned because of it yes yeah, she was and I was kind of annoyed because I felt like I could feel that she was probably gonna go home on this date yes. because it's like she came here she served her purpose and it's hard to get out of that like 
snitch box. No, that justice box. Yeah, it's the like, and in a good way. Like, but she has been sort of like the informant so yeah. far, and it's hard for the informant to, to be, be in love. love. Yeah, right. So I, I realized she was going to have a hard time. But when they went to dinner, I thought that she was being like so cute, perfect, saying all of the right things, and it was like Matt was not interested in hearing them. No, I know. I was actually she I, did nothing wrong. Not that you have to do something wrong to go home, but sometimes the person's awkward. There's yeah. not a lot to say. I thought she said everything I like couldn't so agree well. More. And he just kind of maybe brushed it off. Her home. And I also felt like up until that point, he didn't know how to send someone home on a one-on-one. But after like hanging with Tyler, she like maybe he asked him like, what do I say if I want to send someone home on a date? Right. So that was my thing. I think that Tyler, I mean, not Tyler, uh, Matt has been on one-on-ones with so many girls who I don't think are winners and who I don't think he's even into. And he just always gives a rose because he's a nice guy and that makes him kind of boring. And I was just kind of annoyed that he like decided to like find his balls on Katie who was like really doing her best and is such a nice girl and she's like so sex positive and everyone loves her. Like I was like, why did you decide to do this now? Like do it on someone I hate. A hundred percent. I just liked everything that she was saying. She was being like realistic and saying like new things about falling in. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I was. I it was, wasn't the same like bachelor vernacular. Yes. I was really appreciating it. And oh. I felt like he, he went into the dinner wanting to send her home just because like he. It was time. It was time. But like it's a lot of other people's time and they don't get sent home. Yeah. And I was mostly upset that Katie went home because Serena like thought she won. I know. But, like, if Serena doesn't go home in the next row ceremony, like, I will cry. I know. Um, we have two more things to talk about. Let's first do the group date before we talk about the minivan extravaganza. The group date was bowling. He split them up into teams and then decided to let the other team win. Like, Matt is actually really starting to bother me. Like, be decisive. Be decisive. I wonder why. And I, by the way, if the other team had won, he would not have brought this team. Well, I, I think more of the girls that he really likes were on the losing team. I agree. But then it's like he could have made that decision in the moment. No, you're all winners. We'll all go. I think that they tried to like stick to the plan because they keep doing that. They keep saying losers aren't coming and then losers wind up coming. Yeah. So I think they stuck with the four. I think nothing was happening. I don't think. I think he had talked with all of them on the group date. There was like nothing that stood out to him yeah there was nothing for the producers to share with us yeah and so they brought in the other girls for the content honestly right but also matt like rachel was on that team brie was on that team i think he was more into the girls on that team yes i think so too um we have to also talk about rachel because like all this stuff is coming out about her and like i actually really feel like she wins i feel like she wins and i don't know how we reconcile that where there's just like all these photos coming out of her um and like instagram posts that are just like not good and i don't know how like this has happened before kind of similar to garrett but garrett was like liking memes that were offensive it's not really the same at all but i don't know how if if she is the winner and she's just for the last few weeks like really and i don't know anything really giving me winner vibes yeah she's she's at least top two yeah. yeah So I don't know how we reconcile that. And I'm just kind of in- interested to see how that well, I mean, plays itself out. If she's the winner and I have to see the stuff, but it will be on... It's her, all on like Reddit and stuff. It will be on like her and Matt to navigate together. Yeah, but they did do a segment on After the Final Rose about Garrett. I don't know if they're doing yeah. After the Final Rose things because of COVID, but I'm It'll just... Be, it, I think it would be like the same thing. Yeah. That would just be crazy. Like, I, I, I hope... Like, honestly... I. I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy. But she also might not win. Right. Well, I, I still like, I'm so delusional. Like, I still think that Brie's going to win. But, like, she literally hasn't spoken to Matt in five weeks. No, I know. And I was getting really, what's so weird is, like, the girls are really upset and frustrated that they get no time with him. And, like, they're talking in their interviews, like, about how the process is so difficult and we don't get time with Matt. And, like, they're talking to the people who do the process, right. complaining about the process. Yeah. And it's as if it's like just the universe yeah. that makes them not have time. Well, you're so you know right. what I mean? You're so right. And what's really upsetting is watching Abigail, who got the first impression, Rose, who still hasn't had a one-on-one, where it's like, I know that the producers probably choose, uh, you know, 90% of how things are going to go. But like Matt does have say. And like, if you had this amazing connection with her night one, like where's her one-on-one? To be honest, I didn't really get the vibe that he had this amazing connection with her on night one. I think he was really impressed with how open she was and how the conversation, like, I don't think it was a connection thing. I think he just really respected her story and her being so vocal on night one. I think it was more like 
props to you than like I love you. That was the vibe that I got. Right. But because he literally hasn't spoken to her since is then. It's a gesture yeah. of romance. Yeah. But it's also on television and you want to do the right thing. And I think that like of all the girls, Abigail definitely made the biggest impact, especially with me. Like I just thought the way she spoke about her I hear story. You, but still, why can't she have a date for Matt to see if, if no, okay, course. I'm so impressed by you as a person. Is there a love connection there? Yeah. I, Instead of like making her suffer for so many weeks, it's so sad that always happens to the girl who like gets the first impression rose. Like I remember Hannah G never got a one-on-one. Yeah. What the hell? No, the, you're right. The lead said I'm into you. Yeah. And the pinnacle of last night's episode was Heather Martin from Colton season rolling up in a minivan, not once, not twice, but three times, um, being forced to quarantine and still hasn't even met Matt. She's making all the, okay. So like there was so much to unpack. Let's start first. She rolls up in a minivan. Yeah. And no shade towards minivans at all. It's just like, it's a questionable choice in car scenes. I was really more for like an older, you know, mom or father of three heading to soccer practice. 100%. It's just a very interesting, you don't think of it as a young reality star, like Matt's driving around in G-Wagons and Corvettes and Porsches and like Heather's, Heather's rolling up in like a white Dodge Caravan. It's 100%. confusing. I personally love a minivan. Like, so love spacious. to be in one. Like, I love everything about them. That was just not the time and place. There's a time and place. There is. And you know, I even feel weird like when Bronwyn drives her minivan, but she has seven kids. So like it actually makes sense. But Bronwyn is like this fabulous young hot like thing. And it just, it doesn't fit. And so with Heather, it didn't fit. Minivans are hysterical. I'm like thinking about them like really like in depth Everyone is. The minivan was the star of the episode. No, the minivan was the star of the episode, but like just minivan life. Cause like you could have a lot going on in your car and not drive a minivan, but like, but the minivan is so functional. No, I mean, who wouldn't want a minivan? So much space. Like, am I going to drive a minivan one day? I hope so. You should only be so lucky. I should only be so lucky. So then she rolls up and says, hi, I'm Heather Martin. And can I speak to Chris Harrison? And Chris Harrison's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he obviously has to talk to some people. So she has to quarantine in the meantime. And they just gave her this like wholly unnecessary airtime of her like trying to be cute and quirky in this hotel room, like putting pizza boxes on her head. And like, I'm Rapunzel, Matt, climb up. Like, oh my God, she was just trying so hard. And let me, let me get this straight. There is a way to bust in on a season that's not yours. There is a way to do it. Becca Tilly could tell you how. She did it very gracefully on night one, humbled herself and joined the other women. This is like the most beastly way to do it. And I just think that Heather, when she was recording her videos, like was really giving me um, New York vibes. Like somebody lied to her several times because she was acting like she was like this funny hilarious like girl and I just found her to be so unbelievably irritating and I'm curious if that was just me it wasn't just you because somebody lied to her several times yeah but like she also seems kind of awkward but I just didn't understand like she put the pizza box on her head and then and she let, was yeah, doing let, no, wait, the, let's um, dive into that let's dive into that what's that called mashed potatoes dance where, move like when you crisscross cross. yeah okay <laughs> She put the pizza on her head. No, it was such an she interesting choice. She mashed potatoes. Yeah. With and the, the pizza. With the pizza. Yeah. The pizza actually stayed. Okay. Yeah, the pizza did stay. You're right. The pizza did stay. But, Very interesting. But then she, like, wanted the pizza to fall. Yeah, no. And I just didn't understand, like, what, what, what was she trying to prove to us? Like, she had good posture? No, like, she was doing it until the pizza fell. And it's like, but the point is for the pizza to stay. Yeah, of course. You're not going to ruin it's good fresh pizza. pizza. I just didn't understand. She was making no sense the whole time. <laughs> And her vlogs were just like really irritating me, like cringy yeah. ass content. And I just think like I'm not, I'm not convinced that she's here because Hannah Brown thinks they would be good together. I'm because the way that she's acting is like I want more Instagram followers. Like she literally might as well have had a big sign on the Dodge Caravan <laughs> on the side that says Heather, Heather is here Martin. for more Instagram followers. Okay. Father, follow me at Heather Martin. In Heather's defense, because I must. We know her from Colton season, and she did not seem like that type of person. So I want to say that she really is there because she thinks that Matt could be her person. Showing up in, in the dead middle of a season is not a, and, like a legitimate and way. So I want to just blame Hannah Brown for not introducing them sooner. Like I'm really trying to take this at face value that like Heather, I think, and Matt might actually be a good match, and she, he might be going and getting engaged. And this is her chance, like to this is her one chance to meet this guy that she thinks might be the right guy for her. But why didn't she go on night one? I don't know. Like everyone else. She or, could have easily even, gotten even a spot. the second wave of women. There was not the only one. Wave. There were two times that she could have come on. And I, I'm sure there are reasonable explanations for all of this. And I'm sure Heather is like reading the tweets. And, Kicking and herself. And listening to the podcast. And it's like, no, 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 you guys. You don't know what happened. Like, Tell us. They made me. So I need to hear from her 
why she didn't go night one, why she didn't come in the second wave, why it had to be that way in that minivan. Yeah. Well, she did say that it was like the last available car at, then, at the rental service. Oh, did she? She put up an Instagram. Stop. Okay. Respect. But also, Nima Colon is so huge. Why didn't they let her quarantine on the grounds? Like the fact that she had to drive herself. Okay, wait. Can I say something? In her gown. Somebody DM'd me that they like know Nima Coleman, Nima Colon very well. And where Heather was staying, like was fully in walking distance to the rose ceremony. But like producers made her get back in the minivan to drive to the rose ceremony. It's like all the other girls like show up in a limo, night one, stepping out. Like she probably had to like take her heels off. Yeah, the fact that they literally couldn't even send her a car for her and she had to pull up in her own minivan, like that was rude. It was so rude. Like the girls were, and also we need to talk about the girls. Like when will they learn that just this mean girl way is not the way to do things? Like, first of all, I think Heather is actually a nice person. It was nice of her to come and smile and wave. Like yeah. when she couldn't get the door open and they were like, Rang, Oh God. She was like, it was just so awkward. But it looks like the girls have a breakdown next week that there's another girl here. And like, that's just, but this always happens. The girls who have breakdowns about like out, like other girls are the girls who have literally no future with Matt. They have no relationship with Matt. They're just worried because like this girl could take their spot and they'll be going home sooner than anticipated. The girls with real, real connections, I can never remember her name. The teacher? Michelle. Michelle, who I adore. Michelle doesn't worry about anyone. Bree doesn't worry about anyone. Rachel doesn't worry about anyone. It's all the girls who have literally no connection who are hanging on by a thread. They're always the ones up in arms. Yeah. It's not the ones with true connections. Yeah. That's how you know. Okay, what do you think Matt's going to do about Heather? I mean, he's been such a pushover. Like, I really don't know. And I feel like he really respects Hannah Brown's opinion. Like, I feel like she might end up saying. But the only reason she wouldn't is, like, it's literally so late. There's nine girls left. Like, it's, yeah. it's really low. And he has said, and this is, like, what happened when Nick Vile joined Caitlyn's season. He has said that, like, he thinks his wife is in this group. So right. if you think Heather could be your wife, then did you lie? Right. No, it's such a good point. Um, I just am feeling like a little sa- sorry for her because I think from what we know about her, like she is a nice, yeah, not really, she's not a villain person. So I just wonder how she wound up in this situation. It's so unlike her. Like, and what we know about her from her season was she was super quiet. She was pretty much relevant except for the fact that she had never been kissed before and she had her first kiss on national television. Yeah. And she didn't even go to paradise. Yeah. So I'm just confused. Also like. Is Paradise filming? Yeah, I think they're going to do Paradise this year. I think they're going to do it at like a, a resort. Why? Just, they never even leave the compound anyway. No, I know. I think they'll have an easy like an easy time doing it. Yeah, I actually love Paradise. That's like one show like I don't mind watching. Mm-hmm. The Bachelor, especially like at the end of the second Last season, night was so becomes hard. a I, chore. I was looking at the clock the whole time just yeah. wanting to go to sleep. Um but I'm grateful for the minivan because that really made things a lot more fun. It did. <laughs> um, so that's our Bachelor recap. If you're looking for more Bachelor talk, the episode of The Snatchler like Heather is said out. That, Heather said that that was the last car in the lot. Like, I'm sure Bachelor producers and PAs went and rented every car at the rental company. Yeah, of course. To only Just so that one. the minivan. <laughs> um, so if you're looking for more Bachelor content, The Snatchler, which is our the Toast Snatchler! News Network Bachelor recap show hosted by our sister Margot, has a new episode out this week. And she does episodes every week on everything Bachelor Nation. So in-depth. So in-depth. So head over to The Snatcher, available anywhere you get podcasts. And that's our show. Would you agree? Yes. I think that that is all that she had written, right, Like that, that was our show, right? No. It was ours. someone else's yeah. show. Thank you guys. That was Theo's show. Hope you enjoyed so it. So true. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. My book is available at girlsnojob.com slash book. Anywhere you get books, audiobooks, or ebooks. Check it out. Thank you for all the love and support. I am an officially New York Times bestselling author. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but I just want to let you guys know that I'm an international bestselling author as well. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye. We'll see Bye. you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow.